yours to play now. The light provides. This is Eventide Radio. Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, the show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, and with me are my co-hosts, Rob and Mapador. And today, we have kind of a bummer of an episode to talk about, but it's something we really, really do need to touch on because it is so significant. Um, so to preface, in case you've been living under a rock, <laughs> there have been quite a few layoffs at Bungie. And among those layoffs included some big names like Michael Salvatore, who has been the main composer for Destiny's score since Marty O'Donnell left back in Destiny 1. So a lot of your favorite tracks from Destiny, Michael Salvatore was probably at least had a hand in. If not, he was the lead of the team that created that track. Um, There's been a lot of discussion about this. There's a lot of also internal discussion going on at Bungie. There's just... It's like complete chaos right now. And before we get into talking about this, we're going to spend the whole episode talking about this uh, kind of general situation that's happening. And we just want to let everyone know that no one has the full story, right? So especially us who, you know, we don't work at Bungie um, and even the employees at Bungie don't know what's happening. We don't have all the details. We don't have all the information. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. Uh, do your own research, come to your own conclusions, obviously. But uh, just so you know, this is being recorded on November 5th, 2023. And we're working with the information we have, which is <laughs> could be true, could be not. We're working off of Paul Tassie articles and Reddit threads and stuff. So this is what we got. But just a disclaimer before we get into this. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and skip the what, did, what are you up to this week in Destiny thing. And instead... <laughs> Instead, Rob, I want to ask you um, what kind of your reaction, your initial reaction was when you saw the news. I'm assuming the first thing you saw um, was that Michael Salvatore was was gone. So what was your your thought? So, no. uh, uh, Well, first of all, we should also hopefully this goes without saying, but I think it needs to be said. uh, Anyone who who worked at Bungie who no longer does anymore, um, I think we're all i mean the entire community is all unanimously kind of like you know our our hearts go out to to any of you if you listen to this podcast or and translate that information to anyone who who may have worked there and and we're terribly sorry for um what what has transpired this week and hopefully you land on your feet soon and and can kind of move on with you know high hopes yeah. moving forward and it's you know a couple of us have gone through layoffs and or experienced it or me. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, it sucks. Um, and so, you know, it's all, all of those emotions, you know, like we get it. Um, and, you know, hope, hope the best for all of you. So, I hope that because they worked for a company and they were working on one of the biggest live service games out there that they would be quickly snatched up into other. Oh yeah. You know, companies no matter you know where they if they'd be in the games industry or just outside it you know i imagine that people would want their expertise and right well and i think if you put that if you put in your job experience that you worked at bungie up until october 2023 people are going to be like ah okay well uh yeah let's talk about that so yeah i again hope for the best for those people and and that they can they can land on their feet and and move forward from this so well said yeah yeah so okay uh 
my thoughts. So I was at work. I happened to be kind of uh, transitioning from one meeting to another. And so I checked uh, Reddit, as I tend to do sometimes during some of the more boring meetings. And the first thing that I saw was someone posted on Reddit about uh, Liana, the is that I think her name, the dirty effing hippie. Uh, yes. was was yeah. laid off they they yeah. linked her her uh twitter announcement and someone then was like in that chat in that reddit thread i think posted um jason schreier's article about the delay so it was like okay so it looks like a couple people are getting laid off and there's a delay that's kind of you know kind of weird thing to do but i because I, I think also you know there's there's we can go into this more during kind of some of the more rumor stuff about compensation and, and, you know, I think, I think it has been pretty at least accepted that it sounds like everyone got at least a minimum of three months of, of severance and are on Cobra insurance for whatever, whatever that's worth. Uh, um, but you know, it, it's not like everyone was just kicked to the curb and said like, you're not getting any more money. And, but I, I think layoffs are pretty common to happen right at the end of a month. So it's like, this is not, especially at this time of year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, especially right. in like the tech or, or right. just it, this right. sort of industry. Right. And so when people are like, oh, you know, to get laid off right around the holidays, like to be fair, like in this, none of this like softens the blow, but at least they are getting paid through the end of the year. And so they you can get through the holidays. Um, and, you know, I, I don't I don't know if three months is kind of the standard. I from my understanding, it typically is. Um, but I, you know, so, so that I think has been pretty well confirmed that, that they, everyone was given at least a, a three month severance for, for, um, their, mm. their time. Um, so, okay. So it came to light. A couple people are getting laid off. There's a rumor of a delay. This is not the first time Jason Schreier's reported on a delay. So everyone is kind of just like, all right, it's probably true. Um, cause I think what he reported on like the beyond light delay or the shadow keep delay, um, and then it ended up being a thing a couple weeks later. So yeah. everyone was kind of like, all right, look like maybe a community manager or two were were laid off. And then I didn't think anything of it and kind of was like went into my meeting, blah, blah, blah. And then at like lunchtime. Or so I looked at my phone again and it was like, holy crap, it's like happening all over. And it was like, well, that's pretty crappy. And so, you know, the, then the rumors start to spread and so then kind of let it go for a while and didn't go back to it. And then after dinner that night, I went on my phone again. And that was when there was an unconfirmed report that Michael Salvatore had also been axed as well. And at that point, I think, Scotty, you had also posted a link in our uh, discord. And, you know, like and then and that in that time, he had like updated his website because he used to have kind of a like a little, you know, bio thing about that. He works at Bungie and has done this. And then all of that was deleted and it just says gone fishing or something like that. And so it's like, OK, well, that's that's a that's the nail in the coffin. And by that time, you know, it had come out that quite a few people have been laid off from a few different departments and then to lose Michael Salvatore. And my initial reaction was like, well, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> and I think I even posted that to you guys where I was yeah. like, this is this is you know, it's like it's Jova. It's it's over. It's <laughs> over. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll get into that as as we as we dig into this conversation. But that's kind of like that was sort of my my series of of reactions. And I was trying not to watch any of the YouTube videos that were coming out like 
seemingly by the minute on, on people reporting stuff because it was so you know it's one of those where it's like okay this seems like so much bad information all at once like there's no way that all of this is true or something got miscommunicated or you know like there's this is so awful like i'm just going to ignore this until the evening and when the kind of the dust settles uh but then it ended up all being true uh so yeah kind of kind of crummy yeah uh that's to put it lightly absolutely and then so man what was your reaction and what was like the first thing Um, you saw so i saw um hippie got um let go and what i thought was going on was that you know the recent silence in communication um in you know between bungie and the community and we've had like months of sort of them not saying anything other than in the twabs or tweeted or maybe occasionally saying something in response to one people complaining about it. And then Joe came out and said, look, we need to change how we communicate. I thought what they were doing is going, right. That's it. We're getting rid of everyone in the, you know, the communications department and just starting from scratch. I thought that's what what was happening at the time. And I thought, Oh, that, that sucks because there's, People seem quite passionate and um, and enjoyed their time, and they didn't really have as much spotlight as some other people, you know, who community managers were before, like Deej or DMG. Um, and then I went to bed because this was quite late. Um, at the yeah, time I went to bed, and and then I woke up and I saw like people talking about the rumor that uh, Michael Salvatore had gone, and I was like, Nah, that that can't be true. They're right. they're they're saying something's wrong there um and then it came out more and then his website came out you know the gone fishing and i thought oh that's that's not good and then um you know there was the delay stuff and i thought all right that's expected i kind of i don't know i not expected but there was something in the back of my head that was like maybe we'll see a delay you know that sort of thing um i mean which which queen wait all the expansions except lightfall post forsaken have been delayed so correct um i wasn't like shocked about that um and then yeah the the blame sony stuff came out and then it's i I didn't really watch anything it was just reading stuff because i think well not controversial but i think watching youtube videos on that sort of news is just not not right i mean checking twitter isn't either but (laughs) I like people who run channels or news channels or whatever, you know, it's their job. They're going right. to dramatize it a little bit. Um, but yeah, and I think that, and I knew, I knew I was going to be in a bit of a bad mood, especially cause I'm such a fan of his music. Right. But I just sort of stepped away from it. Um, for, a, I sort of watched it from the background as it unfolded. Um, because I, I don't, I think it's just pointless getting into a massive like you could. I was, I was a bit upset about it, but it's pointless getting like that angry over it. It's it's a company, it's a game. But right. I, like I knew, I've known in the back of my head for years. Like that Destiny's not going to be like this for you know forever because it's not. It's it's a game. You know, the people who work on it are going to come and go. That's life. And we've had ten years of of uh, Michael Salvatore doing the music, the, the right. lead. And I knew at some point he's either going to step away, he's going to retire, or you know something will happen. Right. Um, and I guess it makes sense of all times that they let him go because it's the end of the ten years. It's the end of the Light and Darkness saga. So 
I like yeah. this to sound really awful, but I I can see why if they looked at the company and went right, who can we get rid of that isn't going to affect Destiny directly? They're going to cut down the music. Yeah, and that because, was sorry. Keep going. Because um, they don't, though it impacts the game a lot in fans' eyes and the dedicated players. To general audiences, it does not. You know. And I imagine in their eyes, they're thinking, well, these other people have worked under Michael Feed. I'm not excusing them doing this. I'm not giving them a pedestal to stand on of, or reasoning for him to be let go like this. But, you know, this is probably what went through their heads is that they've gone, well, there's people who've worked under him for 10 years. They know what, you know, they know what to do now. We don't need to have him. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I... I'm really bummed about it, but that's probably why they did it. And and I think that was the thing that pissed most people off was that he he was gone. And not to discredit anyone else or or you know make light of other people being let go. But I think that was the main one that hit the community the most. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I I just I remember so Michael Salvatore was the first thing that I saw, and I was like, damn, obviously like like that's a, a huge a huge thing to happen, and um. I don't know. I was trying to reserve judgment, though. I'm just wondering what happened and like what the conversations were like as to how they even got to that point. Yeah, and I just I don't I'm, I've been trying to like string together like a potential chain of events or thoughts or things that were said in some boardroom that could have possibly led to them axing Michael Salvatore. And I just cannot picture a situation in which they let Michael Salvatore go where he isn't like at least partially on board with it. Maybe I, well, I yeah. feel like maybe he's like done with it too. Yeah. Well, and, and mm. yes. So, so obviously we don't know what we don't know. Um, so to, <laughs> I wanted to point out something that, that Matt brought up is so, you know, I, so, so just, we're going to be doing a music episode probably next time to kind of just celebrate all things Destiny music and obviously celebrate Michael Salvatore and everyone else yeah. responsible. I think it's also important to give credit that uh, Michael Seacrest is was also yes, laid he, off. Yes, he, I was going to and, say, yeah. And everyone obviously was in shambles because I believe he was the one that wrote Deep Stone Lullaby and that's he like did, everyone's yeah. favorite, yep. which we'll talk about during the music episode because, uh, spoilers, I think it's a little overrated. Anyway, uh, but... <laughs> So, but to be fair, uh, as far as I understand, you still have Sky Lewin, who yep. has been here since the Taken King, and so his his yep. contributions can't be denied. You also have Josh Moser, who's been there. Did he least. do the Vex music? Yeah, he's he been there the since Shadowkeep. Yeah, I believe so. Oh no, um, someone I don't. It wasn't Salvatore, or I'm very sorry, the other Michael. I can't pronounce his last name. I know. Um, Someone else is still there who did the original Vex music. That um, might that might be Josh. I think anyway. Like, or it could it be, be Ro yeah. uh and then there's also Rotim Rotem Moav. Rotem Mo, Rotem Mo, something yeah. like that. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, and he's been I there. Don't really know. He's been there since <laughs> Rise of smart. Iron. So you still have so so Skyloon and, and Rotem Moav have been there the longest. I would say they're the most senior at this point. And you know, I mm. I, I something that we'll talk about more in the music episode is my understanding is there all of the soundtracks have always been a huge collaborative effort. Like, yes, Michael yes. Salvatore is the guy that we know because he's been there since like before Halo one. Right. That was kind of like what got him the job is him and Marty just 
knocked it yeah. out of the park with the 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 original song. And so like but but you also have I think Peter uh Skloser who is still there, yes. I believe. And so you still have like it's still a solid team. They haven't just and, completely wiped out the music right, department. Ex- exactly. And gone, right. We're going to give it right. to some new people. No, they haven't done right. that. Right. And so I, you know, I have faith that these guys can can do good stuff. And and to your point, Scotty, so I believe Paul Tassie like actually reached out to um uh Michael Salvatore and he wrote he kind did, of this yeah. he wrote this very like it almost felt slightly corporate email of just like, you know, please be nice to the people that are still there, blah, blah, blah. But there was no like hostility or any kind of negativity. No. So I, to, to kind of the point that you brought up, Scotty, I can't imagine that it wasn't like, Oh, Michael's got to go. I almost kind of wonder if it was a, Hey, you've been talking about retirement, like, you know, or cause he has been there for 25 years or close to. And so it could be something like that. Or he may have, you know, it's like people started people started getting laid off and maybe he went to management and was like, make me a deal uh, and I'll I'll help also kind of alleviate some of your your money problems. Because like, yep. so yeah, I, we, I we just um, don't know. We, just, we don't yeah. we don't know. But I cannot yeah. imagine, you know, and because he also could have looked at this as like he did his 10 year light and dark saga yeah. And he's been he's been responsible for all of he, this music, and he may be just kind of done in this in the same re- way. He's recorded he's recorded uh, the final shape stuff, right? No people were panicking about that. He's obviously right. Clearly has done that, you know. Right. Um, well, I think back in yeah. June they had tweeted something. Like yeah. The the yeah. main conductor showed like some sheet music from the final shape back in yeah. like June or July so that they were they've recording. Done, they've probably done the episode music as well, right? um most likely they would have um so yeah it's just post that so right yeah yeah so I, um, that's i mean that's would be my speculation too so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if he if they were like look you've you know you've hinted at wanting to leave after right the light and darkness saga you know i don't know or they could have just walked into his office or and just gone right you're gone by right <laughs> no, really and, and yeah ab- even after but, 25 years so long good luck um and you know and and it's one of those things he may be looking at it and is like look these are cuz the, the other weird thing is the Michael Seacrest or Psych Seacrest Christ feel bad maybe you know maybe they kind of talked about yeah. doing a collaborative thing and they're both like yeah we're done or maybe Seacrest got kicked and Salvatore was like yeah I'm out of here cuz cuz Seacrest is a, again another one of those where it's like obviously people in the community gush about Deep Stone Lullaby and like I from again from what I understand he's pretty well credited as being like the the incubator of that track and so it's like just yeah. purely for the sake of like you know through through all of the the trials and tribulations that this franchise has gone through the one thing that no one has ever criticized like not once is the the quality of the music and in fact it's always oh, yeah. been the the thing that like in every review that you read of like well this the expansion was meh or this was bad but the music was great yet again like that has always been the throughput so it's like mm. to to have like the one linchpin that has always been reliable like it does not make sense that that Michael Salvatore was just like booted unless there was some additional thing going on of like he was like make me an offer or he had been talking about retirement and they just kind of were like here everyone else is getting three months but you're getting eight months or something you know it's something really good i really like hope that. he wasn't 
Like, I, I wish no one was, but it would be such an insult to be working there. For, I, I think someone else was let go who was also working yeah. there for 25 years. I've forgotten her name. It's the yeah the woman who basically, I think, essentially designed the Halo logo, the original Halo logo. It, yeah. Yeah, so... Like, yeah, yeah I can't remember her name either. Right. I feel bad. Um, that's okay. So yeah, so the, the but the Michael Salvatore <laughs> thing was obviously yeah. I think all of us are kind of in agreement that that was like the the moment that like it got weird and yeah, um, very like what do we do, um, as a community? What are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just like boycott the game? Are we supposed to cancel our our pre-orders like this is this is kind of the the weird part of like and then ultimately the subsequent like information that has been trickling in since monday as well as the other kind of part of this uh i think which what do you mean well just like the the reaction and how we're supposed to handle this information and and i i do think the community has taken this a bit too far i agree I think. Well, that... what else is new in the Destiny? Game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that right. In this is the games industry, and this is a bad thing. Again, I'm not. I'm not excusing this. I'm just saying like this happens. This is not a bungee only thing. This happens right. in every company. Right. Um, you get to this t- time of year, and if something hasn't sold as well, I don't know what their predictions were or what they wanted to sell. It clearly wasn't accurate because the, that's happened before where. Um, Activision were upset with how badly Forsaken sold. Right. Um, it sold very well, as far as I remember at the time, like the numbers. But Activision were not happy, and so them missing their revenue or predicted revenue for forty-five percent is not like, oh my god, Destiny is fucked. That's not the case. I don't think anyway. Um, but I, I. I was talking to my dad about this because he worked in the games industry for nearly 15 years and I said to him, oh, you know, a bunch of people laid off and he went, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. He, he said he'd see Q&A departments go from 150 people to 10 around right. this time of year. Like a big game would come out September, October, get to November, December, and oh, you've just cut down 95% of the workforce. Right. And it's awful. And it it happens in... It happens everywhere. Yeah. No, and yeah. that it, it's and not even it's not specific even to the not, games industry. It's yeah, it's all over it, and. But it, it, I, I think the part of the games industry that's that's bad is that they just throw people away, like you know, like a right. a, a bin. You know it, um, and that happens too often, especially with certain like areas. But this is not a bungee exclusive thing. This isn't like oh, it, it's shit, and you you can absolutely complain and and you know criticize the the suits who have done that but attributing it as have you know game company bad no it's just right every it's every game company but yeah it's not the end of destiny like you're nuts if you think that um well yeah and it's uh, there's so there's there's so much to unpack with kind of what you just said too because you brought up the so it came out kind of as the the week went on that one of the one of the things that had been told to employees what like two weeks ago is that yeah forty five percent under revenue predictions yeah um which is is a lot but yeah. that's also that's one of those things where this is where it gets kind of lost in the weeds and I even kind of had a discussion about it on Reddit and I think only one person responded to me because I was like 
I I want to make sure I understand just because it's I think it's, there's a nuance to it where it's like it wasn't like they made so little money that they couldn't keep the lights on and make payroll. It's just no. they were 45 percent under, you know, they 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 have a prediction on how much money they're going to bring in and how that ultimately affects their hiring and, you know, upgrades to their facilities and purchasing that new building which we'll talk about as kind of a cursory thing but like you know they they make assumptions that they're going to have this many dollars coming in this year and to have 45 percent less uh is it makes a huge impact on the 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 plans that you had for your company's growth and and so like that was kind of something that i think maybe got lost in the weeds and and I wanted to make sure I understood it, but it kind of seemed like reading some of the Reddit posts that not everyone understood that distinction. Like, yeah, it was you it know, was forty five percent, like their prediction. It wasn't that right. Bungie and Destiny revenue was down forty five percent. Not enough people are buying silver. That's not right. what it was. Right. People yeah, are buying too much true. silver is the problem. Right. And but you know, and and we don't know if it's like you. You also kind of brought up the the. Uh, the forsaken thing right where it's like activision was disappointed by how much money it brought in but it's like but it made probably a lot of money because it brought a lot of people back and ultimately yeah. like saved the game you know so like in our eyes it was like this is what we needed but did they also have some expectations for some outlandish number that was never going to be reached no which seems to happen a lot you know that's that seems yeah, like it just always happens in the game it just happens right. in media and gaming and right right where it's like this unreasonable expectation that you're always going to make more money than you did the year before and as as a lot of people have kind of brought up that this year has been like one of the best years in terms of like video games that like are out the number of titles that are good and have a yeah. lot of you know time investment and it's just it's just the nature of like you know lightfall came out it was a kind of disappointing story and even a lot of people in my clan, like they they played the campaign and were like, this is terrible. And then they didn't really engage with the season and, and they've kind of bailed and a couple of them have trickled back in. But it took two seasons of them to not play to to kind of come back. And and I think, you know, it's like I was talking with some of the guys in my clan and it's like that's two seasons of microtransactions that some of those people didn't buy or they didn't buy the the dungeon key or they didn't buy yeah. those particular seasons. Right. So it's like it kind of makes sense that like. People kind of felt burned from the the Lightfall campaign, and there's just you know, and there's there's so many other games right now like Armored Core and Baldur's Gate, and even though those came out a few months ago, like people are still playing them and playing them religiously. Diablo Four has a pretty decent season that just came out, and Starfield is still going strong, right? So there's all these other distractions, and with a kind of not great story that we got with Lightfall, it kind of makes sense that quite a few people kind of jumped ship and didn't come back. This is the COVID bubble bursting as well. Right. That's that's it too, right? Because they supposedly hired a lot of extra people. And, you know, well, it's, not just it's, that. It's revenue would have been up because of because of COVID. Like they would have made oh, more. I see what you're all game companies and tech would have made more money in the last few years than they would have done right. previously because everyone was stuck inside and couldn't do anything. I know we're right. like three years out of that or not, but, you know. Right. But now it's now this we are properly back into normal life this year has been right normal life so now is the time where it's gonna go okay this is normally what would have happened with you know people playing games this is now right. we're back to normality with people not being right. inside and and stuff like right. that but you you know it's it it 
you make those predictions and so you you hire additional people because the revenue's coming in we want to make more content we want to make these enhancements and then now it's like oh we're not making as much money as we were we gotta you know so it's like in that that article that that bungie came out with on thursday and kind of replacement of the twab you know they said there's 650 people working on it and it's like is that kind of the normal number that was like you said kind of pre-covid is that is that the what the workforce is and we've been just kind of running at a a higher grade for the last year or two like you know it's it that's that's kind of the thing we don't we don't know those specifics and wasn't it forsaken era or just past they were like yeah we have 500 people working at bungie right full stop right but then you had the vicarious vision guys in the no that was like shadow keep era they had oh yeah you're right you're right they when we have 500 people working at bungie that includes someone working at a desk you know welcoming but you know like a receptionist or someone right so that's probably right so now they've said they've got 650 people working on destiny that's more than shadow right Right. i'm not saying that's you know you should be happy i'm you know right we still have more right you know it's not yeah and I would say significantly more, right? Like hundred. I'm just trying not to. I'm just trying to make sure people aren't sitting there thinking like, "Oh, they get you know the servers are down right. in like a few months' time." Like that, that's not fucking happening. Right. Like, yeah. I've genuinely and, seen people worried that that's happening. Which... Right. <laughs> you know, and and again, there's still. So you're absolutely right, and there's there's still kind of the, you know, what teams got sacked and and you know who remains and was was some of that. You know, like, because supposedly I had heard that some of the like the security team, uh, the people that are kind of working on all the server yeah. security stuff, that a lot of them got that got yeah, sacked. And it's like that's not good, right? Is that is that not good, or you know, were some of those guys contractors where they were brought in to kind of specifically shore up the server system, and and they've kind of done that, and now they feel like they aren't needed anymore, and you know they they know right do they do they look at roles like that and say well if we need more security it people we can we can source that pretty easily because and that because one of the other things that that has been rumored again i scotty you gave the caveat at the beginning that all of this is kind of hearsay and and guesses and theories and and none of this should be taken as as at face value is it one of those things that like sony has sort of promised to help out with certain things like that and so when they were told hey you know, what are teams that you can cut because you feel you're in a good position with right now? You know, like you said, also map that like QAs are typically the first to go, which breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like. Yeah, like they, they, they from a from a practical business standpoint, right, you don't want to lose your engineers, you don't want to lose your your top devs. You can get rid of testers. You can get rid of QA folks. You can get rid of, I hate to say it, you can get rid of community managers, which unfortunately is like the most direct link to yeah. the community, which is unfortunately what is hurting the most right now. And I, I think worry, that... we've got Joe fighting Overload Champions this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I... Sorry, Joe. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, so so like... It all when you when you really stop to think about it, it's like they probably looked at what are things that, you know, either Sony can help bring in replacements for or things that we can replace relatively easily. And I think that's just the fact of the matter is some of those folks are considered more expendable than others yeah. uh, or more replaceable uh, when they, you know, they, they want to kind of trim and lean up. Uh, for you know, they want to get into dev mode because if if the game truly is delayed by a few months, 
right? That's all just dev time and and yeah. Well, and I so I I worked at a company or I work at a company uh, a couple months ago. We had layoffs and they laid off. Oh, let's say 25 people, because I think that's roughly what it was, um, which was, you know, not we are not as big as a company as, as Bungie. Um, mm-hmm. And okay. it was one of the things that came out is that I think a lot of the people that had gotten laid off were folks that were not specifically assigned to projects. And they were yeah. they were kind of doing like continuous improvement activities and and kind of mainly charging to overhead of the company. And so, you know, the, the company probably looked at those individuals and said, well, they're not directly helping out with, the, like you said, map, like a specific project or a program. They're not yeah. to say that what they're doing is not worthwhile, but there's not a direct activity that you can see that they're working on. And, you know, if you if you lose those people, is it a big deal if those projects don't, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they're working on, don't get handled right away? And the fact of the matter is, no, because there's not something that's customer related to it directly and so it's like it's just you know if you have to cut people how do you how do you do it as objectively as possible and it i i would i do like to think that that was something that was considered with all of this is like i hate to say it but like put assigning a number to every person that worked at bungie i'm sure they did something like that where it's like what are they working on what is their key you know years of experience what exactly are they bringing to the table how replaceable are they right and you just give a, a number value to each one of those ass attributes and then eventually it's just like okay this guy's a 70 and this one's a 71 we got to keep the 71 and get rid of the 70 yeah. it's like it sucks but like it was the way they it was the way they went about it was bad apparently yeah. as well like people weren't even told you know or, or some people were calling to meetings and right before they got into the meeting they couldn't even get in and their ID card didn't right. work and right. they got locked out their emails. Like that's fucking right. awful. Yeah. That and that was, awful. that was a, that was a very, very unfortunate way to handle it. And that's actually that, kind of that similar. Is, that is scummy. That right. Is scummy. Right. And that's, that's what happened to us is during the layoffs is we, so there, we use teams, Microsoft teams for like kind of internal messaging and things like that. Yeah, and yeah. there's a, there's a couple like communal channels that literally everyone at the company is a part of. And as people were getting laid off, their their Microsoft accounts were getting disabled. And so it would in real time, we could all see in teams that people were getting were were leaving the chat. And basically, like someone figured out pretty early on in the morning, like, oh, shit, this is how you figure out who's been getting canned. And so it was like every like 20 minutes, you'd see another like, oh, this one left the chat. This one left the chat. This so one left the chat. You were just sitting there hoping that it right. wasn't you next. Well, that's well yeah, horrible. exactly. Yeah, it was. It was. Un, it was horrible. Um, yeah. And that's... and and I I brought it up with my boss where I'm like, you know, we're not stupid. We all figured this out pretty quickly. And and my boss was like, yeah, this was a an unfortunate oversight with the 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 way the process was handled. Like they they should have canceled all of their accounts at the end of the day, because like I said, yeah. everyone was just kind of sitting at their computers, refreshing their teams and like, Oh, this person's gone. And like, you know, I, 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 I do want to also not ignore the, cause this was something that I, I noticed. So when the layoffs were happening at, at my job for one, watching people like get escorted to their desk with a box and like told they had 10 minutes or, you know, 15 minutes to to clean up their stuff. And like, you just, they had every single person that I saw just had this look on their face of like, why me, you know? And it's like, and, and my heart also goes out to the HR people that basically had to sit in a war room all day and like 
catch people as they were walking through the door and be like, hey, can we talk to you for a minute? And then like their boss would be in there and like, yeah, sorry. Here's a here's your Cobra form. Here's a letter here. You're going to get paid for a couple months. Here's a box. Clean out your shit, you know, and it's like there's there's no there's no great way of doing that. It just has to be this really cold. but, but your ID tag not fucking working. Yeah, that that's up for work. Yeah, or, or that like, sucks. Yeah, that, or or they're like, oh, you've got a meeting. I saw someone post like, oh, they they were called in for a meeting and they went to like join the meeting and it was like, oh, your account's gone. Sorry, right. so they couldn't even join the meeting. Right. So it was something like that. Yeah, that and that's un, that's unfortunate. But they, I'm also thinking about it as so. I guess what the final number that came out is what a hundred people got canned in a day. And like yeah. each each one of those probably takes 15, 20, 30 minutes to handle. And there's going to be that one or two people who might be like vocal and, and angry and pissed off. And, you know, it's like they probably had to have a security person there just in case things got messy. Like I My Salvatore froze his in simp machine. At him. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, but it, seriously, though, like, you, yeah, you, know, oh yeah, you no, don't know how yeah, they're yeah. going to handle it. Right. You yeah. got to like lock the doors and take their badges and. Like yeah. it sucks and a and hundred people and you, you don't even have time to like let them sit there and, and cry their hearts out, which I'm sure some people did. Right. Like, why am I getting oh, yeah. canned? But Joe, who's worthless over here, not Joe Blackburn. That was not the I did not mean to say <laughs> Joe's name. Like, you know, you're like He's Joe, Joe, you at. Joe Schmo over here doesn't do any of his job. Why is he getting canned? And I'm or I why am I getting canned? And he's not right. Like there's there's probably people yeah. like that. And. And it just and you had to get through 100 people in like, I guess there was a couple of residual people the next day, which really sucks, like going home, being like, OK, I made the cut made and then coming in the next it, day. Yeah. yeah, which is that that sucks like that should have been the backlog. You were in it. Right. And especially on Halloween, there's something about that feels like weird. So Marathon has been delayed till 2025. It's supposed to come out right. next year, which I think was a bit of a stretch anyway. I do, too. Um, I did not think that they didn't really show proper gameplay, did they? No, nope. um, oh, marathon was going to come and, out like a decade from now. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we'll <laughs> they, in the vidoc thing." They said, "We'll talk more when, or in the in the forum thing, we'll talk more when we have more to show and say." But that won't be for a while, and then it's like they were going to launch the game next year. Yeah, right. No, right. Um, so I'm not I'm not shocked about that delay. Um, and obviously, there's that. Support that insider information going around of people play testing the game and oh the tarkov people yeah yeah well it sounds like there's some light that came from that where so there so you know paul tassi has been reporting on a lot of these things but then there's been other youtubers and i mean i guess we don't need to be that secretive but yeah it was so astacross made a video saying that he had some insider information from someone that worked at bungie and Supposedly, what a couple months ago they had some Tarkov people come out and this, no, this was this was I think this was December of no, it was 2020. It was sometime in 2020, so it was a while. Oh, ago. I think you're right. Yeah, it was a while ago, and they they had some Tarkov people come out. They they showed them a very obviously very crude early build of the well, game. That's the thing that confuses me is is like people were like, yeah, it means it's going to be shit, and it's like that was three years ago, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right. And, and, you know, it had to have been a preliminary, like, what are your thoughts on this? Because they, they wanted to make sure that they were probably taking it in the right direction. But supposedly there was this like moment where they asked everyone, like, if the game came out tomorrow, would you play it? And like, no one raised their hand. Like, that's like the big, 
thing that Astacross kind of brought up in his video, and he yeah. subsequently since then took that video down because a bunch of people were kind of reporting on it. I don't it. blame and, him. I don't blame and, him for that. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I, it's something he probably shouldn't have brought up in the first place, but that's well, think, neither here nor there. But, but and, I, I think as well, it's. I think he should have known about the community and and sorry about the fireworks. Is their what? reaction to, like, they don't hear that year. That year doesn't go in their head. Right. They all heard was people played it. They thought it was shit. Haha. Right. You know, um, the game that we think is ruining destiny is going to die before right. it's even right. released. No. Um, like, think about, all right, look at destiny in 2020 and look at it now. The difference, right. the difference oh, yeah. in the game. Right. And that game's more moldable. It's, you know, right. it, it, it's in a, it's in a more fluid state than a, a current existing game. So, you know, a lot can change. Right. Well, just even a, another good example, right? Like, what, a year or two ago, some some footage came out of some, like, super early playtest, like, pre-pre-pre-alpha Destiny footage, and it's, like, amazing how different uh, it looks to what the, you know, what the 2014 release was, right? Yeah. It's always it's always got to be taken with a grain of salt, and, and you know, people are people are just, like, thirsty for blood right now because they... Yeah, free, free. They want someone to blame. Right, exactly. That's that's the problem with all of this is everyone's overreacting and looking for the first sign of some kind of piece of of information that we can say, ah, this was the reason or this is why. And it's like, you, like you said, it happened three years ago. And who can only imagine? I would love to see when the when the thing finally comes out versus what that twenty twenty footage looked like. Yeah. And just kind of laugh at how probably absurdly different it is. And and you know, so it's like. Uh, the unfortunate thing though is that that came out and that kind of probably derailed some of the the conversation that's been going on. And I, I think it's good that he took the video down. And ultimately, I think he kind of this being asked across kind of came out with some additional information and and sort of you know regrets bringing that up because I think Paul Tassi, his source had a separate or kind of more contextual information to to include with that I, story. I've seen that people come out and since say. Yes, I have sources there who also, you know, Tarkov players who have said, yeah, right. I went to that. And and that hands, you know, raise your hand thing. That that story is true. Right. So it's not just his source or, I mean. The right. But, but it was yeah, like. I think I'm, I'm wondering, the Destiny community aren't going to be too fond of Marathon. No. And I, I, that is, that is kind of the interesting thing is, you know, we, we don't, we could probably shouldn't speculate too much about marathon in and of itself and you know what are they trying to accomplish with that but it, it kind of feels like you know if you've got if you've got the destiny community and you're continuing this is why it's like i don't think they're going to stop making content anytime soon right because they want to keep us the destiny players continuing to put money into playing destiny and then they want a separate untapped market that yeah. will also start buying bungee things and there might be some overlap like you know if, if marathon proves to be promising i i might try it out once or twice and and maybe i'll get super into it and likewise maybe there's gonna be some marathon people that are like oh bungee makes good shooters like oh i've never played destiny but maybe now's the time right like there's probably some hope to to pull each other into this the other circles but i think it was very intentional to like find there's gonna be, a... it's gonna be destiny stuff in marathon there, oh absolutely it will 100 percent be destiny cosmetics or skins or even a, oh, yeah. a gun in in yeah marathon. they'll they'll I mean, like, like the last like, the last word or yeah. something will be in in marathon yeah like but... it, like how we've got some marathon guns in in destiny like an armor as well exactly exactly like, it's definitely gonna happen yeah. 
so yeah so there'll, there'll be some there'll be some tribute stuff and and winks and nods but but it definitely felt like when they came out with that it was like what's a market that is not going to be you know contradictory to the destiny you know there, there's going to be it's two separate groups of people that are are some overlap but hopefully pretty mm-hmm. different enough that it's a it's another group of people that we can get playing our games and i that feels calculated because now I'm not forced to go. Do I want to play marathon or do I want to play destiny? Cause like I'm already in the destiny pool. Like they don't need to worry about me not yeah. buying the other one, you know, cause it's just not something that I'm interested in. I think the, the one thing though, that can't probably be denied. And it's ultimately again, the nature of business where it's like, it can't help. You can't help but feel like, well, this is another instance where, marathon is is fundamentally hurting destiny right like we talked about this when marathon was first announced that they were going to get the dedicated servers and all these revamped things things that that the destiny community has been asking about for literally years Mm -hmm. and then to see that that marathon is getting all these shiny new toys and that that destiny is basically just being this like cash cow that's milked to pay for this new fancy thing that ultimately will outshine destiny as a as a final product when it does come out and like that feels bad and then now when you hear this and it's like oh people got laid off and it's not doing well and there's a delay in final shape it's like well it's be is it because you're taking resources from destiny to to fund these things and these are all right because because right now marathon's not making any money but those those people that are getting paid to work on it are obviously absorbing and and draining money from from bungie's like pool if you will and so it's like this that is something that like feels bad and kind of yet another thing but at the same time it is a company they're trying to be a multi-game company and at a certain point you have to take that financial risk of like you know your times are going to be tight because you're basically using one game to fund development of more more destiny and fund marathon and so it's like that's kind of the unfortunate part of the live service because it's not like destiny came out and then you're just taking all of those funds and shifting all of those people over to marathon to make the next ip you still have a huge what 650 people making destiny and you have some theoretical let's say three or four hundred people working on marathon or whatever that number yeah. is right and it's like those people are basically they're not making any money for the company I imagine right it's now. a lot smaller than destiny exactly it could be half uh but there's what I like don't, I don't even think that I think it's less I think it's going to be like 100 200 max working yeah that and that may be but that's still that's still yeah. a third of of yeah yeah you know so that's that's 33% more that are going into that um than what you know it's, it's not like Bungie's or it's not like Destiny's its own self-sustaining machine where it's like every no. dollar that comes out of it can go back into the the development of it you know once the profits and revenue and all that stuff have been sort of hashed out but like now now a big part of it's being siphoned off to go to another another thing and that that definitely feels bad and kind of begs the question of would you know i'll i'll ask this very simple question and there's probably a complicated answer but it's like would this have happened if marathon was not a thing yeah and I, you know, there's there's probably not a good answer for it, but that's like my my simple lizard brain right now is like Bungie's not in a good state. And it's probably because a lot of resources have been going to other projects that, you know, and maybe they got ambitious because they were they were trying to shoot for a 2020 
for release and they've been shoring up people for that and taking away resources from destiny to go pay for something that ultimately i have no interest right now in playing but game companies have to do that yeah and that's 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 just a company like like people need to (laughs) people need to grow up i know i'm like talking to a brick wall but yeah yeah so going, going back to like um the idea that like people you know, want someone to blame for the whole thing. Right. I wonder if, I mean, if once we get more information about everything and if it comes out that, you know, I don't know, there like isn't anyone to blame or something like that. I wonder if a lot of, you know, negative sentiment is going to be directed towards Marathon. I mean, it already is. It already is. Well, yeah, but like maybe even more so. And then kind of negatively affects Marathon's sales. I mean, I'm, I'm just... I'm wondering if Marathon ends up becoming like the main villain in this story for a lot this, of people. Yeah, this narrative. Yeah. No, because yeah. yeah, well, well, they're working yeah. on other games. Like I'm interested in what is it, Gummy Bears? Oh yeah, <laughs> that sounded so weird out of context. <laughs> yeah, well, um, what it's like called Project Gummy Bears, right? That yeah, it's called Project Gummy game. Bears. Yeah, and and if you go on their website, it's like, are you interested in this, 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 this? And then at the end, it's like, and frogs, like frog right. game. And what's really funny is my best mate, she loves frogs or anything to do with frogs. So I said, oh, look, Bungie. And she like played Destiny 1 on the PS3. I said, look, Bungie are making a game that's to do with frogs. And I sent her the picture. And um, But I'm interested to see what that is. Right. Um, and that's, that's, that's probably a much smaller group even than Marathon. Yeah. But that's still, again, uh, the, the oversimplification of everything. is That's resources that are being siphoned from Destiny that are ultimately going to something else that we're not seeing. I don't, I, the... I don't think that, I think it's a very small amount of money. Like I imagine that most, you know, the money that is going into those projects is money that they've had or, 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 you know, I don't think that, you know, us buying the final shape, the money's going to marathon, you know, that's not what's happening. That's going to, it's going to go back into destiny, but yeah, at the minute, they're going to have that case, but then you, you as a company, you know, you have money, right? Um, um and I'm wondering that forty five percent revenue thing is that including marathon? Because if it was projected for next year, um, next year's sales that would have included marathon, wouldn't it? Though it isn't it? Free, yeah, it's free to play, isn't it? Though, yeah, I mean, you, there's still, still, I mean, obviously going to be meant to make money. Yeah, there's still going to be right. season passes and and all of that stuff, right? Like they're they have to monetize the game somehow. So yes. yeah. like, yeah. no, and you're absolutely right. Like theoretically, but, but how many, how much, how much reserve cash do they have? Again, these are all like projections too, right? Where it's like, again, they, they can keep the lights on, they can make payroll, but long-term six months, eight months, a year from now, if this trend goes, then they won't be able to right? And with, with all the things that they're funding and the new building that they're supposedly paying for. Right. So it's like, they're not, hurting for money but they need to make these decisions now so that if if the current trends are right they have to readjust for that 45 percent and and they have to interpolate a new line through all these predictions and and ultimately like at a certain point the money is going to run up or run out but again that's why i go back to that that oversimplified question of like if they weren't working on these two projects would this have happened and Mm that that's the that's i think i think that's probably the 
I don't want to speak for the entire community, but that's kind of like probably what it boils down to and why why Marathon is being painted as the enemy. Because when you look at it from that very simplistic standpoint of, you know, but but, but then it also like because I think something else came out that like some of the some of the, the higher up, you know, the people that are have been sort of like the, the people that were in the presentation for the Marathon video, right, like Christopher Barrett and and Scott, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember it. No, you're on about. Well, that they they've so they were there from the beginning, but Marathon's right. been in development for Christ knows how long. So right, but that's that's, have... the, that's the whole thing that came out though, right? Is basically once Forsaken ended, right? Because Christopher yeah. Barrett was like lead yeah. on that, and as soon as Forsaken came out, he kind of like mysteriously was missing from all public Destiny stuff, and that's when people kind of theorized when Marathon got kind of kicked off was like about the the 2017 2018 timeline and so people like but, that people think that it's been like the last year like our oh, lightfall was shit because they all left after which right. queen and it's like no it's yeah. not game development or any like right these years yeah no and and you're you, and you are absolutely right about that because i think I think cool guy came out with a video kind of on the, the history of PVP for destiny and kind of like kind of went through points in like, Oh, when you watch the stream, suddenly Christopher Barrett's not on there. And then suddenly this guy's not on here. And then if you kind of look at like the, the rumors of when marathon started, like all, it all kind of like lines up that. Yeah. Like they basically fixed, they helped fix destiny too, but then wanted to move on to something else. And maybe they were already working on something they were mm. working on Marathon before that, right? Maybe D2 launched. They started working on Marathon. D2 Vanilla was such a poop show that they were like, okay, we need you. I, we know you're working on Marathon. Drop what you're doing. And how do we fix this for the next expansion, right? And then once once we're in a good spot, then you can go back to it. Because ultimately, like, right, because there was that 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 uh, game developer presentation that everyone's also kind of talking about with the over-delivery, which we can talk about, right? They That basically, like if a couple more weeks had gone on with the numbers that they were getting during curse of Osiris, like that was going to be it for D2. Yeah, and out. so, right. So they probably did an all hands on deck and any side projects. Cause who knows, who knows the other like seven or eight projects. They also are just incubating and doing concept art for, and, and sitting well, yeah, in meetings. Apparently, and, apparently matter is, is no more. Right. Right. So there's all these little ideas that they have. At one point there was theory that there was going to be like a phone game and all, who knows how many, like, additional employees are just spending half of their time or all of their time just kind of theoretically working on these things and coming with concept art and real basic proof of concept and and then they put it in front of a, a manager and they're like no nah, this is a stupid idea and then they move on to something else right they probably because like from what i understand some of those guys that have been there for a long time like christopher barrett it sounds like i'm bringing his name up a lot but he's a, a good example because i also he at one point would stream on twitch and he did really awesome pixel art um and he's he's a great artist and just like you can see the the ideas just ooze from him so i would like watch his twitch stream once in a while because he would just get on and do art and it was really cool so like guys like that that have been there for a long time and are like really really smart in terms of like creativity right they they look the the company probably looks to him and and other individuals i don't want to say it's just christopher barrett but like the company looks to him for like what ideas are going on in your brain right now even if they're great or stupid or you know, oh, I'm working on this pixel game. What do you got for us? They they haven't put together something after a couple of weeks. So like, nah, what else do you got? You know, they, 
there's probably so many of those going on at any given time. And then once something sticks and then kind of keeps moving, then it gets more attention. Then eventually you get something like Marathon where you've got a whole team dedicated to it. And it's a, it's a real thing and it's a title that's going to yeah. come out. So we don't know how many of those little side things. So again, it's it's that that unfair question of if these things weren't going on, would all of these layoffs have happened? And it, probably not because because there's all there's so many projects but probably that's, constantly that's a, going on. And that's the thing though, if you don't take risks then you're not going right. to make money. And right, that's the problem with Destiny now and what people, I think people are realizing is, and or maybe they don't realize, they just don't know how to say it. But the problem now is that there are no risks being taken. They've got into, we've got into a cycle you know you have your big seasonal thing and then you have your uh you know you have your big expansion you have your season and that's it and and they're not bad like some of them are missed a bit but they're not bad it's just the fact that it's the same right the, the thing is the same and that's where the community is i think most people are quite misguided on that they're like oh the season's bad it's like no it's just it's the same right yeah, and it, it just gets stagnant, and that's that's and definitely... That, and, and, that's, and that's what they were talking about with over-delivery. I think that's kind of become quite yes. a thing out of context. <laughs> um, and it's that you set up a precedent of, okay, if this does that well, and then everything right. does that well, you're then going to get crunch. You're then right. going to get... And then you have no room to right. do what we want now, which is experiment. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I think, Scotty, you and I talked about this a long time ago in the podcast where it's like, I don't think any of us ever want to go back to the Taken King days where you get a content what? release no. in September and then you don't get anything else until April. Right. Nobody wants that again. And you're insane if you think that the that's game, the case, would, right? die. The game right. would die. Right. You we're can't in, do that now in, in live service. Right. Now. We're we're in an incredibly lucky position where we get a steady flow of content like very very regularly and yes it gets stagnant but it's still it's still good and i think like we've i hate to say it, we've gotten so spoiled and like almost like entitled with what we think we're obligated for but it's taken us almost 10 years to get to this point and i i, I yeah it certainly things get stagnant and and stale and and i think you know i think it can't be denied that lightfall definitely had some problems but it still was fun and entertaining it just it turned a lot of people off because of the way it was presented. And, and it I was, I don't know how the... people could think that, that Shadow Keep was better. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I still see that. I still see that. But, and to your point too, about the, the over delivery, right. That's cause that's something that people have been bringing up a lot recently as like, they don't want to over... I'm sure there are some people in management who genuinely don't want to over deliver because right. of the bad reasoning of right. like the, the reasoning that the community thinks. And that's why, you've got ideas that you know the people who've been sacked have gone we're trying to you know we hear the community we're aware we've tried to push this idea that you've wanted for years and they've said no right um and i'm sure that, i mean that's fucking awful <laughs> like the, what but like there are i'm not like there's going to be reasons why you can't go nuts every every season because if you if you say to someone you know you know say if someone who's working there is their department look can can we all put in an extra 10 hours overtime not paid just to finish this thing because we're really passionate about it right oh yeah all right and then that snowballs and then that gets worse right. and then every season and then that goes on and, and then you get like people staying overnight in fucking sleeping bags under their right desk. right and that that needs to stop uh and i i don't think 
I don't think people realize like this is this is going to be a, blo- a broad statement and I, I might get flack for this too. I think there's a lot of people in the community that don't actually know what like a real job is and like have <laughs> yeah. never worked have never worked in an yeah. office building well, and well, have never well, also the thing of people are so fucking clueless when it comes to development of games. I think that's right. another thing and that they think that the stuff is like you know it okay it is worked on up until release but i mean it's made like well in advance you know oh, yeah. they've done, like they've done the usually they're, they're like yeah. a year ahead season wise you know right they're not like sitting there and writing the story like a month before the game right. like the season comes out no right and i also want to just clarify really quick that like the problem isn't that people don't know about game development it's like that they assume that they they just like assume that they do know everything about it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know everything. I I mean I've right. learned a lot from my dad. Right. And then his friends and that. But I have not personally done it. Right. Yeah. And then people will go online and make claims as if they do know it everything. Really, and, right. It does it does sound quite funny. I sound like one of those people. My dad works at Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but, you're, but, you're, but you're absolutely right though is like well what is the, what's the term that everyone uses like the armchair developers now right yeah like, it is yeah mo- most people have no idea and i i'm not going to really pretend to understand it but it's like i work in an industry that does have high expectations for a finished product that requires a pretty sophisticated engineering to get a an end goal and there's there's been a lot of times where i've had to put in those you know 10 12 hour days four or five days in a row and just knowing what that exhaustion is. And I think the, the probably the, the best like culmination of all this is when the crafting happened. Right. And it was like Friday afternoon, some, Mm -hmm. some asshole posts a video on like, look at this incredibly game breaking bug. And you know, we've never had a bug that brutal in terms of like, just how much it completely wrecked the game. And all these people are like, I'm going to go home, you know, I'm going to crack a beer when I get home on Friday night and relax and spend time with my kids or my family. And then, you know, Astacross, I'm not trying to pick on Astacross, but I think he was one of the first that posted a video on like how to do it. And those guys are looking at that and like, fuck, there goes my whole weekend, right? Like, yeah, it's like it, what it, I love is, is this community has come out in support of the people who were sacked. But then like the next week when some bug happens, they're like, fucking right. kill them all. <laughs> right. And and then you, like that happens and it's just like it sucks, you know, and that's and that's why, like, when they came out with that, when when they're like basically like, yeah, just go nuts. We'll keep an eye on it. If it seems like it gets real bad, then we'll we'll take care of it. But it, it screamed to me like those guys are like this. This feels like a Monday problem because they you could tell it just the way that it was handled. And but even then, some of those guys were working on it like all weekend and like right late, late Sunday night. They tried to push out a fix for it. And 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 it's just like that that sucks so much and like imagine like, you know you work in a tesco or a, you know in america you work in a walmart and you've got a half hour left and some twat drives into the side of the building with their car right right and right as you're about to leave your manager goes right um you're gonna you and your mate over there you're gonna have to rebuild that wall over the weekend because we can't right. just have a hole in the wall right go and do that now right the worst part yeah. is the Walmart. The Walmart guy at least probably gets paid overtime. These devs don't, right? They're they're not on like an hourly thing. They no. just 
this is this is your weekend now. And maybe maybe they go home and once they resolve the problem, they can take Monday and Tuesday off because they were there Saturday, Sunday, maybe. But, you know, like who knows what other 80 dumpster fires they're constantly putting out on the game. And it just like this is not an easy thing that these people do. And and the more that we pretend to know what their solutions are and and all of that. Though it's a game and games are fun and we enjoy playing games, it is still a job. Right. You know, what they do is to the job. They're not sitting there playing the game for fun in, you know, they don't go to, they don't go into work and they don't turn on their PC or the PlayStation or their Xbox and they go, oh, I'm just going to play Crucible, do some strikes or do a raid. No. Right. Right. They're there working. They have goals. They have to sit with their they have to go to their manager's office and report on the the things they're working on and why this thing didn't get finished last Friday and what, you know, how it's impacting the other departments. Right. There's so many of those little nuanced things that you have no idea unless you work in an office where there's multiple disciplines and all these things and you have to you have to deliver a product. And how many how many hundreds of thousands or millions of people are watching them at all times, expecting them to come out on time and it's like so so when when the idea so all of that to say when the idea of like over delivery and and getting lost in the interpretation of that when and i think i think you and i are and all three of us are kind of in agreement that it was more about they don't want to perpetuate this crunch culture because on a live service game it will burn out the team and you will just lose very easily snowball into that right Right. And I think that was that screamed out to me what the intent of that statement was, is do not burn out your employees by making all of these absurd promises that are not feasible because of technology constraints or it's it actually can't be done. But we went and told the community that we're going to be doing it. And now instead of it taking a month, it's going to take six months and like do not do those things. Do not over deliver unless you're confident on like what the what the actual time constraint and that you're not going to burn out like because that's that is the one thing that i'm i'm grateful that it seems like our generation has gotten better about avoiding is this this crunch culture and and trying to shy away from it because i think it is something like this is a this is a marathon uh pun intended not a sprint right this this game needs to come out on a consistent level and be a certain standard of quality and i think for the most part they have achieved that over the last 10 years and it has only gotten better in terms of like the product that has come out you know we have a few kind of gem seasons but i would say if you were to take kind of the the area under the curve every year it gets better and better like the all the quality of life improvements that we've gotten over the years all the all the new stuff all the bells and whistles like you know there's there has been over delivery on things right like they didn't need to put in-game loadouts that's something that we could have lived without but that's something that they they developed time and put effort into and they gave it to us and it works great and it's something that we love and adore but that was not that was not something that was like pitched during like a pre-order thing like oh if you pre-order it now it comes with loadouts like that's just something they added in the game at some point and you know it's like at a certain point we should just be more grateful that's maybe the the thesis there what's good though I'll say what's good. It, it's not really good, but the majority of the people who play Destiny probably don't fucking know that this happened. Right. I I have wondered that myself is what is what is the community or what is the, the proportion of the community that hangs out on Reddit and on Twitter and reads Paul Tassi articles and watches Ask Across videos versus... 10%. Probably like 10%. Yeah. Like, you know, does, does the average... 
like Timmy craps his pants who just wants to play Destiny and tells his mom like, hey, mom, Final Shape's coming out. Can I get it for Christmas? And she's like, yeah, sure. Like. She's not going to look at reviews. She's not. Yeah. Gonna, she's not going to go on Cross's yeah. microtransactions and destroy. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, right. Cross. We're not bullying you today. Right. Um, yeah, that was a good really bad. Um, or Paul Tassi and, they're not and gonna, as, you know the mum's not going to go. Oh, Denote. Bife said he didn't like the law of Lightfall. I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or yeah. oh, oh, this people, company had layoffs. I'm not going to support them anymore. Like that's people yeah. come on, they play the game, and. They they spend money. They spend money as well. They buy silver. Like the they the, the pe- some of the people who left have said, you know, we're aware that microtransactions are a problem. We play right. the game. We've said this. The higher ups have said, no, we're not changing it because people spend too much money on silver. Right. Because most people don't re- like they just come on. They spend money. That's not right. really a yeah. Oh. You, yeah. People going, we should boycott it. Just talk with our wallets. Yeah, that's going to make very minimal difference because the majority of people are not on Reddit. They're not on Twitter. They're not watching right. YouTube. They're going on. They're playing the game. They're buying silver. They're buying Shallow Keep for thirty quid for some reason, and <laughs> yeah, um, and they're they're playing the game. Like, well, I heard those very... fireworks. I heard those too. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of like a whistle in yeah, your they're... in your yeah, room. They're... That was awesome. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Is it Fourth of July over there? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dad. I don't know what he's setting off. <laughs> it's just I just see a red line going up. It looks like a fucking going up outside. It's funny to hear. <laughs> it sounds like a. Uh, it just sounds like a whistle. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um. um anyway, yeah. No, I think yeah. Majority like oh majority of people won't even know that this happened and i think that's why it is important that we that we say and we talk about it but we don't that there's a line you know we get angry and we say like why did you sack those people that's not fair you did it in a bad way you know right especially the not telling people but we can't you can't sit there and say oh the games you know our oh, destiny servers will be gone next week as i've got right. this shit you know yeah it's like shut up like that's it's such a such a hyperbolic response I'm, to all I'm... of this so i so i guess the the question and maybe this goes without saying cuz i'll i'll be the first to admit so like when michael salvatore was announced that he was laid off or no longer working there right i don't i don't think it was actually officially confirmed that he was quote unquote laid off he's just no longer working there uh i very irrationally was like I'm done. This was like the final straw for me. The uh, final straw. Yeah, that was my that was my TFS. Uh, not the final shape, but the final straw for me. Um, <laughs> I have since then kind of walked off that cliff, um, and I've 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 engaged with a lot of people in different conversations, and there's been some good YouTubers kind of talking about, you know, ultimately that there's however you feel about the situation, and if if this was your line in the sand where you think that you're going to uninstall the game and cancel your pre-order for final shape, that you should be allowed to do so and you should be respected. But at the same time, if you want to keep playing that, I think, you know, you shouldn't be judged for it. And and ultimately because there's still 650 people working on this game and you want to support them and, and, you know, honor the work that they do. And, you know, you're engaged in the game and you still find enjoyment and that basically neither side should be judgmental of the other side. Um, so I, I guess I would pose to either of you, uh, I think, uh, is this, I, I is this going to affect your playing? No, 
But I think if you're quitting the game because some people got laid off, I think that's an insult to those people. Because they work, they 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 were still the product that they were working on is yet to come out. They were still working on it, and you know their friends work there as well. And I don't think they want their friends to fail. Okay. Like if you met one of those people and said, "I'm not playing the game anymore because you were fired," I'm I'm think I mean maybe a few of them will go, "Yeah," you know, and get. But I think the majority of them are like, well, no, because I worked on them with my friends. Right. You know, and and I've worked with those people for years. Like, just because I'm not in that job anymore doesn't mean I want the stuff that I was doing to fail. Right. I like the people I worked with. I, you know, I wish them the best and I, I hope it does well. I don't think that's a very immature way of looking at, at it. Yeah, like, if you're unhappy with the game and you want to, you know, not pre- you know, you want to cancel your period. Fine, that's fair enough. But if you're cancelling the thing because of people were were made laid off, I think that's quite immature. Yeah, I yeah, it's not going to affect me either because ultimately we don't know the full story, and I don't want to yeah, make assumptions well. on anything. I mean, maybe it wasn't that bad or whatever, and I don't want to. You know, this this all sounds like a very corporate thing, and I'm not going <laughs> to stop playing a game because some corporate asshole made some horrible decision based on, you know... It wasn't illegal. The books it or something. Morally it wasn't wrong. illegal. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it's just, it's like, I mean, there's still plenty of people within Bungie who are victims of other people at Bungie, and I don't think that's grounds to boycott the game if that makes sense if it came out that the person who lobbed those people also sexually abused them or assaulted them or did something illegal and it's like yeah fuck those people i mean already you know those people but like yeah fair enough Uh, you know boycott that's completely justified yeah it's but what happens is like it sounds really horrible but I, i don't i'm not trying to side with had the company or you know or take a shit on the people who were made redundant because that not made redundant but sacked because that's just awful and I I feel for those people and I don't I wish that that wasn't the case and that all these people could continue with their jobs and work what they wanted to work on but I think it's quite immature how some people have gone about it. Okay. I don't think not everyone, not everyone, but I think. Like, if you're not happy with a game and you don't want to, and you're not pre-ordering or you've cancelled it because of that, that's fine. But if you're if you're cancelling your pre-order or whatever, or you're not going to play the game at all because of um, layoffs, I think you're in the you're in the wrong headspace for. Or you, yeah, just yeah. Okay, yeah. I I personally I don't think it's immature. I mean. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation. Yeah, I mean, I think if you are boycotting the game for like a moral reason, you're like, I wish Bungie didn't do this, so I'm not going to play Destiny, or I'm not going to buy all the seasons or or whatever. Um, I mean, I think it's commendable if you think you're making a difference and you you have the right intentions in mind. Um, I don't think it's like a bad thing in any way, if if that's like your goal. I mean, yeah. I, I think the intentions are important, and I like, think it, I, I will. I will say this: I haven't pre-ordered the final shape. 
Yeah, no matter what. I haven't either. <laughs> I, um, I bought I'm that stupid collector's edition. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sitting here going, you should not You should pre-order or you shouldn't pre-order or you shouldn't boycott because, you know, I haven't pre-ordered it myself. I, You know, I haven't I haven't played the game as much. I mean, due to life reasons and just, you know, I've, I've played it for 10 years nearly and, you know, I've got there's other things. I'm still interested in Destiny. I still play it. But I think it's just yeah, I I think people are giving the wrong reasons to not wanting to play the game anymore, or maybe That's people true. are just finding excuses to because they don't want to admit that they're burnt out, or you know, because I get it, I get it. I think I I will not play the game. I don't dislike it, but I I will not play it because of other reasons. I feel a bit burnt out, and I I don't mention those and i get it for some people that that's hard you know you've been with a game for nine plus years or it doesn't have to be that long you know a few years and you're burnt out but you don't want to admit that because it's still one of your favorite games or you right. really enjoy playing it with your friends and that and i think it's people looking for an out um yeah and this is one of those things that has come along and they've gone right okay this is my this is what i'm going to use to get out yeah that happens in relationships all the time i'm sure yeah yeah so it's like yeah no that makes sense um yeah i mean rob what are you what are you thinking going forward as yeah, far no, as your I, own personal yeah well like actions. i said when when salvatore was was listed i was like f this i'm out because like I, I i mean literally and we'll talk about this during the music episode one of the main reasons that i kind of got hooked into the game was there's one specific track that we'll talk about, but like that, that hooked mm -hmm. me in. And it's been the music this entire time has been like one of the main staying pieces for me. And so like when Salvatore was out, I was like, I'm out. But then I've, like I said, I've kind of cooled off since then. Yeah. Cause I like in my heart of hearts, I don't, I don't think this, this game is the same if you don't have the music like, be good and that's again we've kind of talked about this we'll talk about it more it's like there's other people and part of that team that are equally important at this point and and i don't think that they should be sort of like because i think there was also kind of going on about i i hate to say it too like when when marty o'donnell left i think a lot of people were like oh this it's it's ruined and it's like but michael salvatore is just as important as marty o'donnell is i was gonna say like people right. were, people wrote off destiny after he after he right left and and they're like the music shit now, and I was like, "Do you not see five or four other names on that right like, exactly soundtrack list?" Right, exactly, and and so it's he again, was being it's, he was being an ass though he he was being an ass as well yeah we and well let's we'll, we will yeah. we will avoid those parts yeah. of the conversation but I guess yeah. they're going to inevitably come up during the music episode but anyway yeah. like so so that was that was my initial reaction was like f this I'm out. Uh, but as time has gone on, and, and I, like I said, I've listened to a lot, a lot of people in the community and listened to a lot of complaints, and there's a lot of people that are conflicted. And I, I think that this is an important conversation to have with all of this because, like, it, it is an important, like you said, if there is sort of a moral dilemma, because, like, we talked about this a little bit before the show, but, like, I do have a line in the sand drawn with Blizzard where I don't feel ethically like I want to give them any more of my money. and. Yeah. Like I've I've played Diablo four and I've enjoyed it. I even mentioned that earlier, but I how do I phrase this specifically go out of my way to make sure that I don't give Blizzard any more of my money. And so yeah. I'll I'll leave it purposely vague like that and you can interpret however you want. But like 
you know, I, I do have a line in the sand with them and, and you can make make the argument like, well, me playing the game is still supporting them, yada, yada. It's like, but I'm not giving them money. But you, yeah. you, I don't want to get into that. Uh, no, for, I know, for the I sake know of, what you mean. And and and, and I, I think people are treating it in a similar situation. Right. And it's it's not nearly like that. And and I think I feel like we've done a pretty good job of sort of dissecting, you know, corporate systems and entities and how they work and just really the fact yeah, of the matter I'm is that as nice about it as i can and, and and i'm not i'm not from right. what i've said i'm being rational about it i'm not right being emotionally driven right um, and i i, and I i'm not side i'm not siding with 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 bungee in in no and the, i don't think you are but i think that's what I, i'm trying to make clear to people listening that that might sound like i am but no i'm just being rational about it it's one of you know you you can just let your emotions get away with you. Like you said, you know, you, like, I'm done. Right. Um, but then you've sat and then you've had to think about it. And right. I think that's what people need to do. It's just, yeah. it's just time. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what it's come down to is I've, I've sort of accepted. And, and I think what you brought up is a great, you know, it's like me saying, I'll never play this game again out of boycott is, is sort of an insult to the work that those people have put into it. And, and, you know, I, I think, I think the best avenue that you can do is, you know, try to reach out on on Twitter and Reddit. And, and you know, like as, as they've demonstrated, they are listening. They are saying, like, yes, you can say the argument of vote with your wallets. Um, and I think that that goes to a certain extent. But I think this is also an important time to be very vocal about how you feel. But as long as you're being intelligent with your words and being respectful and and like i think that's why that's why we do this podcast really right it's like for, it's a us yeah. it's for us to have a means to communicate how we're feeling and our thoughts on the game and how to be critical but also provide reasonable feedback and not just be like it sucks and everyone else sucks for thinking that it's good you know it's like like no like form rational intelligent conversational thoughts that we can have about these things and and you know respect each other's opinions and and ultimately i think that's what i would say is i respect people if they if they do feel like they're they are hurt by what happened and they don't want to be a part of this and don't want to be associated but ultimately like if someone wants to keep playing and i'm gonna keep playing because i i i think that the the 650 people that are still there are there and they are passionate about this game and and, you know, and I think even with Michael Salvatore's email that he wrote to Paul Tassi, I think there was some some words of wisdom in there, too. And I think ultimately, like. We we got to be, you know, respectful of each other and ultimately, you know, I think it'll take a long time to move on from this. And I think this will kind of be regarded for a long time as as a moment in in infamy in in sort of destiny's legacy. Um, and that's unfortunate. But I, you know, I think. I'm going to keep playing. And and one thing I do want to bring up is, is, you know, I think this is another one of those things that kept getting taken out of context. I, I did want to bring this up and I, maybe we should have had notes is, you know, people kept citing that article that came out like a year and a half ago where Bungie basically promised employees that there would be no layoffs as a result of the Sony acquisition. And I think that that, that therein lies the very specific nuance of that article, right? Like, mm they when sony took over they would not immediately or they would not directly lay people off because sony's like i don't like this person or i don't like the work that they do and i you know and and i think in that time bungie has come out and basically accepted the responsibility and i think there was people still trying to point the finger at sony but at the bot at the end of the day like like these people being laid off like yes you could maybe somehow try to link it to like 
well, the revenue that that they aren't getting or projected to get is somehow like an unreasonable demand from Sony or something like that, or it's getting pressure from Sony. But it's like I think the article was very nuanced in that the trans or the the trans the 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 purchasing would not directly lead to layoffs, and I think that they have held true to that statement. There wasn't people, and so I you know that's another one of those where the community jumped on that and said, look, this is them lying. And, you know, I, I don't think there's really been fundamentally any deceit that's been going on, right? Like, like mm. there, it is what it is, you know? And, but I, I don't, I don't think that it's fair to take that article out of context and say Bungie lied because of this. And it's like, no, I think they were very careful in their wordings because they probably did at some point have an understanding that there might be unreasonable expectations from Sony at a later point, or this could be completely bungee fueled in terms of what their, their expected revenue increases were. But ultimately I still think it's safe to say that people were not laid off because of the, the, like the ownership of, of by Sony. I think like that's an important thing that I kept seeing like kind of repeated comments on. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's an important distinction, I think, too. That's why we have these conversations, right? Try to make I, that clear. That's yeah. a good point. I think I think there's a lot of people being disingenuous and like. So I just wanted to to get that out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I got. I, is it just like people on? I'm I'm curious what Bungie employees are saying and what their their own kind of interpretation of this, because I'm sure they have a different uh, viewpoint of this than we do. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Again, we're not we're not at those water cooler talks. We're not part of the company meetings and, you know, we're not getting those emails from the upper management and all that. Like there there's, you know, we don't know. So, yeah, we can always speculate and arm armchair corporate corporatize as well. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. armchair suits. Yeah, <laughs> armchair suits. Yeah, my new, my new job title. All right, so I think that's about it for this episode. Um, if anything else comes up, we'll circle back to this. If, uh, if there's anyone listening or know anyone who who was laid off um, at Bungie recently, um, they're welcome to reach out and yeah. talk to us. Or if we can interview you about it, um, I'll be very interested to hear that. But if you were affected by that, then we're very sorry yeah. um, that you had to go through this. Um, situation absolutely and though we were talking about it in a very you know casual way that it does impact people oh yeah people uh, people's jobs that, are... that yeah. they find good work elsewhere yeah. yeah i mean i hope yeah i mean i hope there's no one out there who can't pay their rent or something because of this so um yeah our hearts go out to you so yep anyways thank you guys for chatting with me as always thank you guys for listening uh, we hope this kind of educated you, I guess, and maybe opened you up to a different um, avenue of, of thinking. And um, I hope this was a productive conversation. I thought it was. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see you next time and we'll circle around if, when more information comes up. Yep. Bye. You can put this voice recording away and go on with your life, because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. Want to further the discussion? Get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found at our podcast description.